You're listening to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast, the podcast about all things metal and everything in between, a production of TheMetalRobot.com, created and hosted by Tom McKay. On the second episode of MRP, we sit down with Curtis Dewar of Dewar PR and the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast to expand upon what musicians can do during self-isolation. After that, we sit down with Colin Sterling of Thrasher's Paradise to just talk about metal because at this point, we all deserve it. Let's not waste much more time. Let's get straight into it. You're listening to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. In the last episode of the podcast, I talked about uh, what musicians can do during the coronavirus, what they can do to keep themselves busy, what they can do to keep their presence online. And while I also touched on what listeners can do to help out, this episode I wanted to uh, revisit the topic of what musicians can do to help themselves out and what they can do to, uh, in a way, keep themselves occupied, keep busy during this time and expand on what they can do. And I wanted to expand upon that because in the podcast today, I've actually have a special guest with me, uh, Curtis Dewar. He's actually, uh, runs a PR company that I've been working with for the YouTube channel for uh, over a year by this point, and I'm happy to get him on the podcast. Curtis, how you doing? Doing great. My God. My my sincerest apologies. Uh, while we're recording this, uh, emergency alerts are going off just for Ontario. It's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Uh, but so, well, I, I'm doing good, though. Yeah, okay. It's good to hear. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's perfect timing. I know, I know. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I just wanted to touch on... No, no, the uh, last week's topic in regards to what musicians can do. Uh, so I wanted to kind of go over what I talked about and see sure. if we can also get your your take on those, whether they are good ideas or if you wanted to expand further on that. Seeing as sure. while online, while you do run a PR company on social media, you also have a tendency to post short videos uh, keep telling musicians, Hey, this is something that you can do yep. for s- certain topics, uh, like, w- like what days are best to release and mm-hmm. how they can, uh, prepare their albums for, uh, press. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I wanted to kind of go over some of these topics with you and we'll try to, uh, hopefully expand upon them or even sure. just confirm whether or not they are great ideas. Sure. So, uh, so the first one that I mentioned, uh, in the podcast, um, was uh for, well for one thing people are bummed out that they can't play shows at the moment uh for lo- their local shows uh would you say that's actually true in a way or is there a way around it well yeah i mean like here's the thing is that there's always live streaming right like a lot of people are doing that right now um i know there was the code orange thing which i think was now two weeks ago my dates are all fucked up now since being in the house mainly for the last couple of weeks uh, but I think it was two weeks ago they've been doing it. Metallica just started live streaming. Even bands without a name have started live streaming. There's no reason why you can't do that, even though you got this going on. Yeah, like uh, putting on a private concert at home. It's, I would say, a lot simpler nowadays than it yeah. used to be back in like the probably the early 2000s or even way back in like the early days of metal. Definitely. So, uh, but I also, on top of that, there was a lot more emphasis on you now have a lot more free time to write and mm-hmm. possibly even release music. That's yep. something that I wanted to touch on because sure. a lot of people, I realized this not long after I released the podcast, uh, the first episode, mm-hmm. a lot of people might not have the ability to record music during mm-hmm. that time. So well, what would you say to, uh, to those who 
don't have the current capabilities like to record, what would you say to them if they still want to release music during this time? That might be tough. Um, what I would do instead is I would start focusing on promoting what you already have personally. Um, cause you know, you can always do something about something, right? So like if you can't record, I mean, you could be writing music or you can just be promoting what you already got. Um, I know one band is going to be doing a re-release of an album that uh, got virtually no attention. Uh, came out about a year ago, I think. And they're, may, they're deciding uh, may to... May I re- ask what the band is, if I may ask? I'm not, I'm not going to say yet. I'm not going to say yet. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Con- yeah. um, it's confidential PR stuff. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> com- confidential, but I do know of, of, of at least one band that's planning on doing this. And what they're doing is that they're going to just be re-releasing it, uh, an album with different art, um, a couple minor different things. I think they were throwing on a demo track as well, but that makes it appear to be new and gives kind of like an emphasis for, you know, that there's something here, right? Cause most journalists don't want to review anything that isn't quote unquote new. So you slap on some new art, you put on a couple demo tracks or whatever, and boom, there you go. Right. It's a new product, right? Like that's what roadrunner has been doing for years with a lot of their bands. Metal blades done it too, right? They just put on a couple extra tracks, some new art, bam, it's a new product, right? Brand so, new, brand new. Brand new, brand um, new, right? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, sorry, go on. Yeah, well, I was going to say is like you can, it depends on how you position it, right? So if you got something sitting around that like had no press, like let's say that you, you yourself, Tom, let's say you made your, made a death metal band called the, uh, I don't know, the Barn Babies and you never <laughs> got any press for it last year. And now mo- there's more people at home. It's easier to get a hold of people right now. Why not just throw that, like put together a press kit? start sending it to journalists and boom, you might get yourself some new attention virtually for free. You know what I mean? Oh, well, of course we got to get the barn babies going, man. Exactly. We got to get them. We got to get the press going for the barn babies. Um, but for those who can record music in their home, like for me, for example, I have a setup where I can record music and even yep. podcasts from the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what would that, would you say, uh, say this is a perfect time for those musicians to start releasing music now? It depends. Um, There's two ways of looking at it. So I'm going to give you a long answer here. So cut me off. But, um, well, it's going to be semi-long actually. So here's my prediction. Is that labels are going to start having releases, um, start releasing later in the year now. If this keeps up. So there's different predictions that we're all going to be back to normal in two weeks. I don't know. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. I have no idea. But if it keeps going on like this, um, there's a very good chance that major labels are going to start pushing stuff back. My understanding is the Hatebreed album was just postponed indefinitely. I think it was Hatebreed. Um, So if that's the case, and that's a pretty big band, and it starts getting pushed back, like all all these other releases start pushing back, what's going to happen is there's going to be this big uh, swarm of releases at the end of the year. There usually is, but there might be more. My understanding is Enslaved also just pushed back as well, who are another big band. So if that keeps happening as a trend, um, if you decide to record music now and release it later, you're probably going to be lost in a big sea of, you know, big releases because November or sorry, September to December are usually already packed months with releases. Usually it's like the most, the biggest, like, there's the most releases at that time of year. Like, sometimes it's like 500 albums will get released in a week, right? So, um, if you record now 
and you want to release a physical product, like I don't know how it is for releasing physical product right now. I don't know if, the, if it's possible to get, you know, vinyl out. I, I don't know. I haven't ha- asked anybody yet, but. But I'm, in a way, we're talking about two different things here because sure. on the one hand, yeah, physical product might be a bit hard to to move yeah. nowadays, like when everybody is self-isolating. But at the same time, there's also still the digital network, the, the exactly. digital stores where you can push stuff. Exactly. Uh, and, and I feel like going back to Hatebreed, yeah, they uh, I believe they pushed back their album. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was at the request of the label or if it was no. just their decision, yeah. uh, but there are bands who are still releasing. Like I know Trivium mm-hmm. is still set to release their album uh, late April. Yep. So it, is it still it, is it a good time to release? It, it, like I said, it depends, right? Because, well, let me finish the last thing I was going to say. So like, it, let's say yeah, okay. that... Let's say if you wanted to release a physical product, it's probably not going to be happening till later in the year is basically what I was trying to say. And you're going to be up against a lot of people. If you're going to release just digital, you're probably now is probably going to be the best. Well, maybe not right this second, but I would say probably May to June is probably going to be your best time. And the only reason why I say that is because, like you said, there's uh, Black Dahlia, there's Trivium that are still releasing. There's another really big fucking band whose name is escaping me. I know is releasing um but i mean there's a lot of product being pushed back right now like a lot that i can see and there i think there's going to be more so if you pick like a may june release date right now and you're a smaller band i think this is a pure guess you're probably going to get more press and more attention as a result of that well yeah because uh, like you said a lot of the bigger bands they are pushing their stuff back yeah like do, do you know why that might be by the way do you think it's because of the, the fest- fact that they can't push it's the festivals and shit canceling is my understanding I, I i haven't really talked too much with people about it but from my understanding um a lot like most major bands are built around touring right so if they're releasing an album they're usually going to have a tour around it so if the tour is no longer happening you know you kind of gotta eh, move it back or readjust your schedule right so but bands like Trivium, where their lead vocalist has a huge presence online, especially on Twitch, that might not be the biggest problem. Well, mm, with Trivium, I don't know if that's necessarily the reason. I think the reason with uh, this is pure guess. I don't know. But I don't. I've never asked anybody at Metal Blade. I have no inside connection. But this is a pure guess. My guess is that the release date was already announced, and Metal Blade probably just wants to get the product out there so that way they can get some income coming in during the slow times. That would be my guess. Because I noticed they're also not backing up the Black Dahlia murder either. And I know that Black Dahlia also recently did um, a tour of South Africa and a few other places. So they probably want to just make sure that they can. It's probably they're probably thinking it's worth more worth it more to release now than rescheduling due to other factors. That would be my guess. Pure speculation. Of course, pure speculation. Yeah. Um, okay, so another thing that I wanted to to go into, one of the other things I mentioned was that uh, musicians during this time, if they don't want to make music during this time or anything like that related to the band, they can uh, try and just build a presence online totally. at the same time. So like uh, building their social media presence, keeping active with fans, or even then uh, trying their hand at uh, being content creators on the internet. So uh, either making videos for YouTube or uh, streaming on Twitch, like Matt Hafey has been doing yeah. for quite some time, yeah. uh, stuff like that. Do you think yeah. that's a good idea? 100%. I always think a band needs to be promoting themselves no matter what, no matter what the time period is. And if you haven't been, now is the best time because here's the deal. A lot of people are just sitting around ho- at home watching Netflix and playing video games. A lot of people are. 
So as a result, you now are able to get more attention. I mean, it's really easy to contact people right now. Like here's an example. I, I sent an email the other day to uh, Billy Sheehan from Mr. Big and, you know, like a lot of well-known bands, right? And, you know, like someone of my stature is usually probably not going to get a hold of Billy. He answered. <laughs> he, an- <laughs> he answered. Like I asked yeah. him to get my podcast. He and like, I mean, I was like, whoa. Billy Sheehan actually fucking answered me. And he said, yeah, I could probably do that. And I was like, wow, that's fucking insane, right? So I mean, well, I mean like, everyone has an, a lot more free time nowadays, right? So That's the thing. His tours are all canceled. He's probably sitting at home catching up on his email. He's like, oh, there's a podcast? Sure, why not, right? So <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, that was a lot easier than I expected, right? He hasn't confirmed yet, but I mean, he got I got the answer back, right? So um, I think like if you can, like you said, like if you're putting out content right now and you're actively putting your face out there, there's a there's a huge opportunity to talk to people that you never would have talked to before. Well, on top of that, uh, YouTube, like making YouTube videos, is has always been kind of easy. I mean, yeah. YouTube pretty much started off. If you look at the big names in YouTube right now, and the big the ones who started off, like Smosh uh, and uh, uh, Ryan Higa, they all started basically as bedroom projects. Mm-hmm. So you can make content from your bedroom. Hell, that's pretty much what I am still doing to this day mm-hmm. uh, with YouTube. And I, I can name plenty of other YouTubers, smaller YouTubers who are still in that vein. So in a way, yeah. I, th- there's really not much of an excuse no. to not get started. In that. You just, you kind of got to use the viewpoint of like, how are you going to use your time right now? I mean, you can use your time just to kind of like take a vacation and waste time, or you can use it to do something productive that might enable you to move forward to your goals whatever that is even even if it's not like creating a fan base even if it's like you said just making music uh getting some ideas for songs learning a new skill um there's all sorts of different things you can be doing right now the the main thing to do is just to go into this with the idea of how could i now use this extra time to my own advantage like i mean i haven't slowed down my work since it started like i actually increased it i started you know doing a bunch of things for free for people um just doing even more than I possibly could, right? Because one thing I do know is it's like, if you stop, it's going to be very hard to start again. So there's no, so you might as well just kind of continue and look at things from the viewpoint of how can I produce something instead of like, how can I get through the day? You know what I mean? Right. Well, also because musicians, I'm guessing if you're in a band, you already have a creative mindset. So use that brain to your advantage in this time. Um, so one, uh, that another, the last thing I mentioned for musicians in the last, the last episode, this one, I, I feel like might be a bit, uh, constrained. Like you might, like, this might not actually be much of an option, but if you have merch to just plug your merch as often as you can, is, is that an option during this time? Because I know well, there's, there's no deliveries uninterrupted right now that I'm aware of. As far as I know, Canada Post is still operating, operating. so is the American Post and all the rest of them. So why not? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, my main concern, though, was because uh, because I also was doing research while of, the, of COVID-19, of the coronavirus. Yeah. And uh, it, did, it did say that uh, because uh, it travels through respiratory droplets, mm-hmm. that can track through clothing so Uh, it might so that's why i was thinking it might be a bit more difficult to plug say a new t-shirt line uh but if you're going to do that then i guess you probably would have to uh, keep safe while doing it like wear gloves or wear masks that you can't breathe through yeah you might i haven't i haven't researched that much on that this is the first time i've heard that so i i don't know anything about that that i've literally you're the first person that's mentioned about the 
male being affected. Yeah, I, but I mean, I haven't really been looking because I mean, I'm a PR guy. I don't necessarily sell merch, right? So, so, but you know, as far as, but I still see a lot of people selling uh, t-shirts and selling the CDs and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, be careful, I guess. But I mean, if you're worried about it, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, I would still be plugging my merch as long as I don't have COVID-19. You know what I mean? Well, because of, of that little tidbit about, you know, clothing can contract COVID-19. Uh, yeah. for, well, I mean, it shouldn't be that big of a deal if musicians don't have it. Um, but I feel like in this in this res- regard, what would you yeah. say if people, if bands do have a merch store, what would you say would be the main product that they really should push if they are going to be pushing their merch? Well, now that I know about the shirt thing, uh, which was a new thing to me, I would be I would be pushing the music end of things personally. Like, I mean, honestly, like that's the main thing, right? I mean, like, and the other thing too is like, I mean, Amazon's still open. Like, there's so many places that are still open. I mean, if it was that serious, I think we would have been told by now we can't buy anything. You know what I mean? So again, I'm not a doctor. There could be information I'm missing, right? Hopefully, I didn't say anything controversial there, but. Um, yeah, I mean, just focus on your music. I mean, that's the main thing, right? Like, you can sell downloads to, to your heart's content, right? You could also... Sell... Exactly, exactly. You could also have it, you know, we'll ship after the um, after this whole fiasco ends, right? There's all sorts of different things you could possibly do with it. Or, like you said, even just handle gloves, um, you know, disinfect the box type of thing. You know, I mean, but in all honesty, I mean, I, I like... I would just focus on selling the music personally. Yeah. Well, um, on t- well that, that, those are the ones I mentioned, but I did want to touch on one more thing uh, sure. for musicians. If they, if they're not doing music as their full-time job yep. and they, and their full-time job, just let them go temporarily because of the coronavirus. Yep. Obviously they have to uh, apply for whatever form of employment insurance that, that their country provides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, what is that something that they, that I would that would you say is the most important factor to focus on during these times aside from your music business 100% like you mean like it's focusing on the sale of your music or did I misunderstand the question well fo- well focusing more on trying to make sure that you're still receiving uh, income from whatever employment insurance you have or if well, you're an essential yeah. employee uh, an essential worker during these times like if you work at a grocery store yeah. or if you work in uh, I guess because Amazon's still up I'm guessing warehouses are yeah, still yeah. open yeah yeah no I mean like do what you can to make money is the basic 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 principle I go off of with that right so like it's like if you can figure out a way of monetizing uh, your income like especially if you just lost your job do it. I mean, obviously imply, apply for employment insurance and all the rest of that too, but you know, do whatever you can to like start trying to hustle and make some cash with it. Because here's, here's the, here's the main thing to remember, right? This is all going to end at some point, like the whole, it, it will end at some point. And then no one has said this is the end of the world. As far as I know, it's going to end at some point. So, I mean, the main thing to focus on and realize is that it's going to end and when it ends, there's going to be a lot of bands that have broken up because they couldn't handle the stress of not being able to tour or be not being able to, you know, do create music together or whatever, even though you can do live conferencing and all the rest of that I know. But I'm just saying there are going to be bands that break up due to this. But there's also going to be a lot of bands that have used it to promote themselves and create new music that are going to come out ahead because they were doing something instead of just like, you know, not doing anything, right? Like, I hope that I hope that didn't come across as cold or anything like that, but it's kind of like, you know, there's going to be bands that break up as a result of this. So 
if you have a long-term goal of making it in the music industry and actually playing music, you can use this to your advantage by continuing and putting your face out there and just creating more instead of just kind of like, you know, treating it as like a vacation or, you know, freaking out and just reading the news about whatever the latest conspiracy theory is. Right. So, which is hard not to do. I sometimes I understand, but you know, um, the internet conspiracy theories are going to be the main thing that people are looking at during this time. I guarantee it. They are. I mean, I, I did the same thing. I mean, you know, you click on someone's tweet and like, Oh, I wonder if that's true. And then you click on the next tweet and then it's like, all of a sudden you're convinced, you know, Donald Trump is going to murder us. And, you know, Justin <laughs> Trudeau's got the gallows sitting there waiting for all of us. Right. So, you know, you can either spend your day doing that or you can like, and like I said, I know it's hard not to, cause it's like, you're, everybody's like freaked out about this. But I mean, the main thing is just to focus on how can I use this time to expand what I'm doing versus letting it all contract around me. Cause everything is going to contract around you, but you can also be someone that, you know, doesn't get hit too hard as long as you continue to promote yourself. Like Trivium is a great example. Like you said, they're not, they're not pushing back. They're not pushing back. They're pushing forward. I've seen all of their people are like active on social media, uh, still, um, you know, so it's just like, they're continuing to promote themselves. And I can pretty much guarantee you that Trivium is going to still come out, uh, strong as a result of this, even though, even if they lost some of their income from touring. Yeah, so. This is essentially a testing point, uh, a stress test for any bands to show who is in it for the passion of the music, who really wants to move forward in the music industry, yeah. and who is basically just doing it because <coughs> they wanted to start a band out of high school. Yeah, uh, That's basically it. That's 100% right. Uh, so aside from all that, is there any other tips that you would suggest for bands and musicians to utilize during this time when One, they are all stuck at home? 100%. I would say... Uh, get on your social media as often as you possibly can and start interacting with people. But what you want to do is, again, don't start looking at all the conspiracy theories. Uh, Don't focus on all the crap parts that are happening. What you want to be doing is you want to be interacting with potential fans and current fans, and you want to be talking about your music, talking about that type of thing, because the thing is, is the bands that do that are going to be the ones that do well. If all you're doing is sitting there and, like I said, retweeting the conspiracy theories, getting su- sucked down into a rabbit hole and you're wearing Trapped. a <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and watching Outbreak all day and all the rest of it, it's just, it's not good. And all that's going to happen is you're going to, like, you're going to be depressed and you're going to be freaked out and it's not good. So you want to focus, like, here's a good example. Like, Tom right now is using this time to interact with people. He just reached out to me out of the blue said, hey, you want to do a podcast? That's a very good, that's a very good thing to do. I reached out. Plus, to you me. can't catch coronavirus over Skype, so you this can't. is obviously a very good opportunity. You can't, uh, and there's people can do lives, Instagram lives. You can do Facebook lives. You can just reach out to people and talk to people. Like I'm, you like most days, I'm doing an Instagram live daily, almost every day, rather, on my channel where I just I'll interview random people. Like you know, I'll probably ask you one of these days. But I was gonna, ha- you know, I'm gonna have Monica Strutt on tonight. I talked to a South African band last week. Another band from Zimbabwe. You know, another random band. I just was that was that Nuclear Winter from Zimbabwe. I'm guessing that was, that was one of them. Yeah, dividing the element okay. with the other. Um, yeah. So I mean, I just you know, I just start talking to random people, and the reason why is not is like you know, you're helping someone else promote themselves, and you're interacting with people as a result. And the more you're communicating with people, and the more you're actually, you know, doing things to keep yourself out there, the less you feel stressed yourself, and the more you're helping other people by letting them communicate, and not focus on all this negative negativity that's going on, right? 
So that's my long-winded answer for that. All right. Well, Curtis, thank you so much once again for coming on the Metal Robot Podcast. It's been uh, a, pl- a pleasure having you on. And uh, is there anything you want to uh, to plug before we uh, sign off for this segment? Listen to my podcast, The Dumb and Dumbest. Yeah. Yes. Tom has been a guest on it. Uh, I think it was like six months ago. If you can find the episode, it was quite a while ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, t- we will have you back. You just got to remind me because uh, I've got my week scheduled this week. But if you remind me, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yes, <laughs> I'd be happy to do so. Of course. Cool. This episode of the Metal Robot Podcast was remastered as of May 2021 to ensure great sound quality for your enjoyment. I mean, I could have left it the same, but who can say they can rewrite someone's history out of nowhere and hope nobody notices? Of course, if this part is being added in, then it's definitely going to be noticed. Huh. Anyways, if you're enjoying the podcast, consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on YouTube, so that any future episodes will appear right in your feed. Or don't. You know, I'm not your mom, so I can't tell you what to do, so you can just do whatever you want. Enjoy! You're listening to MRP. The Metal Robot Podcast. So at the current moment of recording uh, this segment of the podcast, the, the metal world is in pure disarray right now. And not just the metal world, but uh, the world in general is in pure disarray. It's fair to say uh, that the virus that's going on right now has affected a lot of businesses. But there's still a lot that's standing. Uh, TV shows are still going on. Many musicians are still going with live concerts. But also, more importantly in terms of this segment, internet content creators continue their businesses from their home. And uh, a good example of being able to do that and working with your limits is Colin Sterling of Thrasher's Paradise, who is a good friend of mine from college, and he does great interviews on YouTube. Colin Sterling, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I love the intro, by the way. Thank you so much for that. (laughs) No problem. So uh, I wanted to bring you on because I wanted to talk to you about, uh, uh, you know, just first of all, how has everything been on your end? How's everything going in self-isolation? Oh, you know what? It's actually been pretty good. Been spending some time with my little brother, family, girlfriend, all that fun stuff. But the most important thing is been listening to a lot of great new metal that's been coming out. That that's pretty good. So wait, okay. So you mentioned girlfriend. Have you actually locked down with uh, that? Yes. The girl that you that you brought to Rockers Without Borders. Congratulations, yes. good sir. Congratulations. The girl you met. I, yes. Thank you very much. I kind of figured that's going to happen eventually. You two were, were were, if I may, so cute together. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So cute. My good friend Tom McKay. It's all. <laughs> all right so, yeah so your channel from what i can gather uh, has been largely unaffected by the current state of the world tell me about that well if i feel if anything it's gotten more better i feel because of the fact i know how to do skype interviews and the fact i've been doing them for a while now mm. so i felt that was a big advantage in all of this. Like because of this, I was able to interview a metal band from Italy, Nano War Steel. Ooh. So it was very much a hey, this is a cool thing. I probably would have never been able to do this if this wasn't happening. So <laughs> no kidding. Thanks. Thanks, quarantine, I guess. But no, just doing a lot more Skype interviews and trying to come up with some skits to do at home with my stepdad. Mm. It's just when me and him are together. We bring out the best and the worst in each other, and <laughs> both can be, and that includes comedy-wise as well. We have the same sort of style, so you never know. One of these days, I could upload like a metal version of Super Troopers <laughs> for some ungodly reason, and it would be 
it would make sense to me and my stepdad. If you haven't seen Super Troopers, then you might need to do some extra background research. Well, I personally have not seen Super Troopers, but I have met your stepdad, so I, I can't wait for that thing to happen. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're you're doing a lot of stuff at home, obviously not really going out often. Uh, be, but because of that, uh, from what I found, aside from uh, the obvious of skit interviews uh, or Skype interviews, sorry, uh, most of your interviews were usually done in person. And has this limited the amount of interviews you've been able to do or has the uh, quarantine kind of greatly expanded the amount? Honestly, I feel it hasn't really infected that much. Like, again, I didn't I always didn't want to overbear myself with so many interviews, mm-hmm. whether, whether it be in person or online. But the only real reason I truly love the Skype interviews more than the in, in-person ones is because I can – talk to bands from like Vancouver or even the Northwest territories. If I was able to find one from there with no issues because of Skype. Now I do love the in-person ones. Don't get me wrong, but for me, I'm very limited to that because of the, where I am. And it's only, it only would be the Southern Ontario scene. Like the furthest I'm willing to go would be Oshawa outside of Toronto. And the, the more, the more down I'm willing to go is, london Mm -hmm. but like if something was to come up i would consider it but you know this whole skype thing is kind of really i find better just to getting more connections with more places across the country and even the world i definitely agree with you on that one especially in this current uh day and age this current timeline of what the fuck are we going to do now it's very much uh that a lot easier to bring the world together into one collective banner, which I would say metal has always done. But in terms of what we are dealing with right now, it's definitely done a lot, a lot more uh, for you, for you as well. But I've also uh, done so on my end because uh, I've because I have more free time and I'm assuming other people do, too much like what I'm pretty sure you're doing, I've been sending out emails upon emails to a bunch of people to get them on the show, get them on the podcast, to talk to them. Uh, I, I'm shooting my shot with uh, Rob Scallon. I'm shooting my shot with Jared Dines because why the fuck not? Um, I recently locked down an interview with uh, Sunfire TV, a Twitch drummer who, uh, you really need to check out. She's really cool. Um, but a a bunch of other stuff too. And of course, I contacted you for this podcast and plenty of other people I've contacted as well. You were probably the first priority, of course, because you're just awesome. But thank you. <laughs> we are, but uh, a long story short, we're in a time where it's obviously, it, it makes a lot more sense for people like us, people who interview musicians, people who interview people to get in contact with more people and get them on the show. Has that been something that you've been uh, doing? Have you been shooting your shot with uh, a bunch of people? Yeah, like, uh, before this whole thing broke down, I originally had plans to interview a power metal band from Vancouver, a very popular one, signed to Napalm Records, to uh, Unleash the Archers. Ooh, really? And, yes, but that got cancelled. Because I was supposed to interview them at their show on (laughs) March 16th. Oh. Oh. And that got cancelled, and it was just like an awe. So I'm still trying to work something out with them. I've been given the email information to a certain member to talk to, which when I when I was given the email, I was very like, <laughs> like very good, yeah, fangirling. Oh, 
yes. So, <laughs> but still waiting for their response mm -hmm. and hoping to work something out. What actually to go on that, but a different direction. I actually had a musician themselves contact me and be like, Hey, would it be, would it be possible to do an interview with you? And it was just like, wow. uh, Oh, this is a thing that's happening. This is awesome. Yeah. Of yeah. course. I would love to do that. Honestly, you're not alone. I've had, I've had people even contacting me like, Hey, I'd love to be on your show. And I'm like, what? Okay. What? I don't <laughs> usually end up getting asked to be spoken to. That's, that's a weird thing. Usually I have to ask, beg people to talk to me <laughs> in this yeah, case. Exactly. In this case, they're look, they're looking out like, Hey, you're cool enough. I want to talk to you. I'm like, what is this feeling? I'm so confused, but, <laughs> but um, speaking of unleash the archer, cause you were talking about that. You were, um, that you were going to end up talking to them event, uh, at one of their live shows. Do you miss live events at all? Honestly? Yes. Because, I was supposed to be attending two album release parties mm. and they've both been canceled, which mm. broke my heart. One was for my good friends in Raider. Okay. And another one was for my other good friends in Lucero, which were supposed to be, which was a show that was supposed to happen in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And I was more heartbroken about that because I've never been to a metal show in Hamilton. It, yeah, In Hamilton, it's hard to come by. Like, there's there's yes. not a lot of metal venues in Hamilton, Ontario. The only one I can think about is uh, the that taco joint. Oh, the Doors. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. Even I've never yes, been no. to it. That wasn't that oh, one. Oh no, it, no, it was supposed to be at a club called Absinthe. Oh, okay, okay, I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's fairly bigger, and a lot of the bigger local bands will go to that one because they know they can get a crowd. Mm. But on the topic of concerts, there's still one album release party for a band I've interviewed called Cryophilic that hasn't been canceled yet. How? And that, and that's at the Doors. And the Doors policy is it will not be canceled until the day of. And it's mainly because you can only purchase tickets in person day of. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. But also on the topic of this, talking more about a actual well-established band, I got this notification yesterday that Swiss folk metal band Elvite announced a tour. They announced when's hold up. When's this tour happening? Oh, it's happening in September. Really? And it's a North American tour. I was just like, oh, this is a cool thing to see. Well then. Okay then. That's yeah, that's definitely interesting. Um, so I wanted to ask you because I, I know you like collecting, uh, well not collecting, but you like having physical copies of music. Like I, I've been in, I've been in your vehicle. You like having fi physical CDs. Um, yes. there was a recent, uh, tweet from chart data on Twitter. Uh, they confirmed that the physical album sales have actually dropped below 1 million for the first time ever like this week. Uh, do you think that's a bad thing, or is it nothing to worry about in terms of music sales? Well, I just want to go off and say that's a heartbreaking thing to hear as a album collector and a physical CD holder. But I do understand where it's coming from mm -hmm. because a lot of record stores are shut down down due to this. Yeah, and you know it's. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are hesitant to order stuff online now because of this whole COVID-19 going on. Mm -hmm. And you can't really blame people for that. I don't blame them. 
personally, but I don't think it really will impact music sales because there's still streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, and even Bandcamp where you could, with Bandcamp, you can still purchase downloadable versions of the CDs. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really worried about that for the musicians because they're still going to be able to make money be more so even now from an online standpoint because there are going to be so many people at home that are going to be bored and just want to listen to music especially metalheads so do you think that's going to negatively your- sorry to interrupt do you think that's going to negatively affect uh the musicians who are who are selling only now online especially seeing as now people are out of jo- out of jobs and uh, most of them would prefer streaming over actually buying the digital copy I have nothing to See, confirm and- that, by the way. I have nothing to confirm that. I'm just going off of uh, what I would personally do at that point. Honestly, that never even crossed my mind, Tom. <laughs> but now that you said it, pro- probably that will be the case. Because with like Spotify, you're only paying for it once a month instead of having to buy a new digital copy every single time. Mm-hmm. So it's me just realizing that now breaks my heart also. But again, I'm pretty sure bands will be able to survive mm-hmm. and still afford, be able to make some money off of the hard work they put in. Because for some ungodly reason, all the local bands that I know are releasing new material this month. And it's hard to see that it's really backfired, kind of, sort of, in the way of trying to set up shows and stuff like that. But hopefully they're able to come out on the bright side at the end of this and have a couple of, have some profits from CD or music sales. Yeah, I hope so too, personally, Uh, just because... Right now, it's a difficult time for a lot of musicians, especially those who rely on touring and merch sales to stay afloat. For local bands, that could easily be a big problem uh, because if they aren't just relying on uh, touring, of course, but they are relying on merch sales and album sales. So would a good takeaway from this be to actually purchase albums instead of just streaming it? Yes, that would be a very important thing to do. That would really help the bands out in this harsh times because bands in general don't make a lot of money they, they really on don't their live shows and merchandise is the only real source of income well yeah if you i would agree so too if for good reason it's for one yeah. thing record labels don't exactly uh don't exactly support their own bands in most cases. There are obviously record labels that do support their bands because they understand killing the golden goose is a fucking horrible idea, but uh, there are bands who don't have that luxury and those who are also unsigned relying on tours and merch sales. So yeah, uh, I definitely personally think and uh, that they need that listeners, we need to purchase albums more often than streaming. Especially seeing as, you know, streaming is is cheaper, but much, you could still purchase the album and still listen to it any chance you freaking want. The only difference is you're actually supporting a musician. Uh, the, that's the way yeah. I see it, of course. That's the way I see it. Um, so given the fact that we're all stuck inside and tours are canceled, concerts are canceled, when do you think bands will start performing shows again? Honestly, 
I feel that once this whole thing blows over and Canada gets the green light to start doing mass gatherings again, I can see a lot of local bands setting up shows as soon as possible at whatever venues they can find to do it at. Because regardless of how long this takes, bands will always have that itch to perform. So I can I have a very, very, very high belief that once this is done, you can you're gonna be seeing a lot of the local metal scene here in Southern Ontario just have a mass amount of shows to attend. For bands like Raider, Invicta, even Lucero, Duskwalker, Astroth Incarnate, shout out to Sam. Just yeah. gotta put that there. <laughs> of course, of gotta course. Put, of course. And even artists bigger name artists like Lindsay Schoolcraft, who sadly have to postpone shows and even the Junos, but I know you can, I can. I was so sad to hear that. <laughs> I was too, but hopefully she gets an award. Yes, absolutely. Like, you can still mail her the award. Like, yeah. hey, you won. Yeah, because like, those things aren't made of like fabrics, so I'm guessing they can't contract coronavirus. <laughs> At least not as well as clothing can. So that, that's definitely <laughs> they can. Yeah. They should do it. They, I think they should definitely do it. <laughs> They, they definitely need yes. to do something like that. So uh, go, going off of what, what I asked you just a second ago, um, bec- now because I got that question be- because uh, metalsucks.net, they posted a poll recently asking uh, the view, the readers and viewers uh, when bands might start touring again. And the general consensus out of the, the un- just under 900 people who voted, uh, over 200 to believe that it will be September. And that's the that, that's the majority uh, thus far in this poll, or that that they two bands will start doing in September or October. Do you think that's a reasonable estimate, or do you think maybe it's even sooner than that? That's tricky because again, Canada, especially here in Ontario, we've been extended. We have extended our quarantine another mm-hmm. two weeks. So God only knows. Even in our even in my city of Hamilton, like the other day it was announced that we had 70 more new cases. Ooh. So I'm going to agree with those 200 people in saying September would be the right time for bands to start announcing tours and start touring again. Only because we're entering kind of the, uh, the months where people, kids, especially teenagers will be going out to beaches and stuff like that. Not caring. Yeah, that's what's upsetting me is that they don't really care. Stay home, people. Stay home. Stay home. (laughs) Stay home so we can enjoy life again. But, you know, hopefully, I would love for it to be earlier than September, but I, I would, I can picture September being the real start to concert season again. Mm hmm. Do you think that's when things will start to spike uh, in terms of, yeah, not only concert uh, goers, but also also albums coming out? I don't think albums coming out will really stop. Like, well, it's hard to say because anything, there have been now, there were a couple bands who did push back uh, the release dates because of this. That is true. Bands like 
Kiliteris announced that they will no longer be releasing their album on 420, oh, which upsets me. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Yeah, missed opportunity there. But again, talking to other bands like Invicta and Houndstall, they're already working on the next al- their next albums. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to a good friend, bass player to Invicta, and he announced like, yeah, we're finishing up the recordings to the the new Invicta album. Well, let's hope that they can get it out uh, soon, especially seeing as, you know, sales might not dip in terms of digital. Uh, yeah. But it's hard, it's hard to say. It's still hard to say. Um, it is hard to say. <laughs> it's still very hard to say. Uh, so what do you, but on, on that note, what do you have to say to the 28 people who voted that it would, that it would be like later 2021 or beyond? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not upset with you, <laughs> but I'm also not proud of you. Kind of like, I don't want that to be the case, oh. but if that's the case, then okay, I guess I can live with it. If the, I, I, I'm just saying this right now, if, if, if it takes until the late, the latter half of 2021 for touring to start up again the music industry is not going to survive this decade <laughs> i can assure you of that uh but colin thank you thank you so much for coming on the podcast today it's really appreciative uh, is there anything you want to say to the listeners right now who are uh that who are interested in who you are yes uh you can follow me on instagram at the sterlings underscore paradise also make sure to follow thrashers paradise on youtube Instagram and our Facebook page. Make sure to tune in because as of yesterday, we have a brand new video up on our YouTube page of me interviewing Mississauga stoner metal band Houndskull and their latest release, which came out yesterday, March 30th, Low. It's a great album and definitely something I recommend checking out. Tom, I just want to say thank you so much for thinking of me and having me be part of your podcast. I would definitely love to do this again. This was a ton of fun. Of course. I would be happy to have you on uh, as many times as necessary. Uh, And uh, I'd love to get you on another time. Uh, But once again, thank you so much for stopping by and uh, just just shooting the shit, talking metal. Uh, No problem. I appreciate it. Yeah, because in this day and age, that's all we can really do to stay sane. You just listened to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to Metal Robot Podcast. You can check us out on the internet as Metal Robot Reviews, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also check out everything we do on one single source, themetalrobot.com, for videos, reviews, press, and so much more. Thank you so much for listening. Click subscribe if you haven't already. I'll see you in the mosh pit next time. Have a good night.